what have you been up to? <sighs> Bro, living. Living and just trying to trying to keep shit normal. Gym's back open. Trying to keep yeah. It's uh feels weird though. Does it? Yeah, it feels weird. It's been Why? it's been cold. So for the last couple of months, I've been by myself in a cold building <laughs> with a building that's used to pure energy and love and vibes mm. to just being me. My name is Nick Nagarko and you are locked into Culture TV. For the culture, by the culture. Let's go. So now that everything's coming back to normal. It, it, normal though? Ish. I don't think we'll ever get normal. We will. I don't think so. We'll. I'm losing hope, man. Why? I am losing hope. Because this, I, I had so much hope that 2021 would be the end of this. And I don't know, man. I think there's been a shift. I think there's been a real shift that I don't think, I don't think the world will ever go back to what it was. The world may, but, but our little, like, the world may not go back to. That I don't think like that. Our little worlds within the world should. The world, yeah, okay. So yeah. like, I think on a, on, a, on a simpler scale, I think we will live or maybe on a day-to-day -day basis a, pretty close to normal in terms of going to the shop, going to the gym, getting your hair cut. Mm. I think things like that we may see as relatively normal, but as far as travel, mm -hmm. shows, for me, yeah. like, yeah. I think what festivals, I can't see, certainly not in places like, in, not in England. I don't, I don't think there'll be. Yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I definitely understand what you mean by that. I'm lucky that I've created a world within a world. So, so with J7, it's a little piece of fantasy that's only, you only experience it once you come through them doors. Yeah. So right now, whatever's going on in the world, my, my, my amazing followers and, and customers and clients, mm. no matter what's going on, no matter what Boris or them man are saying, soon as they come through them doors, <laughs> yeah. it is as close to normal as possible because yeah. what we ain't stopped doing what we were doing before. Do you know what I mean? So we're lucky in that regards. But I totally understand like on the outside, like for you doing shows, maybe yeah. a while. Before. I'm lucky about this because this is, I mean, this, like when you were just saying that, this is pretty much because we've been open, like we've had like EY3 open since June. Yeah. Like we didn't, like as soon as the, the, the big first lockdown ended or started to ease up, we were back in here. We we're back in May 27th, Cass. May 27th, yeah. yeah. So that was when. Yeah, we was back and we've been back in since. Like so this. what's new then? What's going on then? What 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 are the plans? What in here? No, because I know you're like me. These are why I'm asking you that mm. because I know when me and you talk. Yeah. We last time we was at the gym, we were talking yeah. about all them <clears> what <throat> them little catchphrase, them all oh, them bloody things that I was talking about. Analogies. Analogies yeah, in that yeah, me yeah. me and the kind of <laughs> an analogy party for yeah. about ten minutes. <laughs> that uh, you're like me. So once things reopen we can get back to kind of work. Mm -hmm. I know you've got ideas like me. I know you've got things planned. I think, you know what, the, what I'm thinking is that, I mean, this is why we've got this. Mm. This is why we've got culture, because I think things, the ability to have crowds or crowds of people, I think is going to become more complicated. Mm. So just having like to do events, shows, festivals, I just think that for, 
production companies and promoters to even do that, mm -hmm. the licensing process is going to be hella difficult. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The insurance is going to be crazy. And then all of these things are going to inflate costs and then artist fees, are they going to be able to maintain what they were? Yeah. Right? So I, I'm thinking, I think touring in the UK and Europe is going to be a different experience, especially with Brexit. Mm. So. What, what is this thing to see what happens? What yeah, what, I mean, what's good? This is what I'm saying now. I mean, but then in six months time, come winter time, this come up, come this winter, things might change again. Yeah. With this vaccine rollout, I don't know. But now the same with this vaccine that they, the problem is with this, right? Is you've, let's say you've had the vaccine. I've had the vaccine, right? This person here has also had the vaccine, but they're carrying the virus. They can still pass it to you. You can still pass it to me, mm. right? We The, the virus is still in circulation. The, the vaccine, all it does is stops you getting ill. Right. So the problem with that is it's never going to go away. Mm. So UK, we've got a massive vaccine program. Nearly all adults are going to have had it by September, August. Oh, is, that, the same. Okay, is that what they said? Yeah, everyone. Me, you, everyone. Right? But nowhere else in the world or very few places in the world are anywhere near the scale of rollout that we are at. Mm. So therefore, they're not going to want you in. So the ability to travel about like the world became a, was such a small, in 2019, uh, I must've gone to 10, 15 different countries in that year. And the world is a smaller place because of the ability to travel. Mm -hmm. But now those borders are much harder than they used to be. Mm -hmm. And you know what else is, what else I've been thinking about recently, which has got nothing to, we can do what we're supposed to be talking about, but I'm going to say it anyway. In the time when borders were harder, right? Mm. War was more apparent. Mm -hmm. If you look at the last time the world was full of hard borders, mm. was World War II. Mm -hmm. You had hard borders between Germany, France, Belgium, Poland. Ford is he deep? I know, yeah. Deep guy, man. All you? right then. Yeah. That's not me, deep. But you think All about right. it, yeah. The last time borders were hard, right? There was more war. Mm. Borders were relaxed. Union came together as a result of World War II. Mm -hmm. But now we're going back. Well, not well, Britain certainly, because not in the EU. But internally within the EU, are they going to start seeing harder borders? Mm. Do you see what I mean? At 110 million percent, that's deep. So we're going to see a new, a new trajectory of where this world is going. It's very strange. Oh, yeah, that is... That's a, that, yeah, I, I feel that. Do you see what I mean? Mm, I didn't think about that. So see with me, you're, you're, me and you are similar, but we're very different in other, like you think like that. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. So I don't like, like, like there's people that love like watching the news. Mm. I'm, 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 I'm built on positivity. I'm built on, on energy. So if I watch the news and it's just doom and gloom and there's this and there's conspiracies about A, B, C and D. I shut off from it. You know why I, I kind of live in my I, own I bubble. Do, I do watch the news a lot, yeah. And I do like look into what is happening in the world a lot, but I find it gives me, it empowers me. I feel like knowledge is power. The more I know about what's going on in the world, the more I can steer my ship around it. I feel like when I don't know mm. things and then get, get, get licked down with stuff, then that's when I'm out of, because I'm a control freak anyway. But this is the thing, knowledge is power, but sometimes I don't you feel that it's, 
it's we're not necessarily it can be negative. Yeah, it's not we're not necessarily always absorbing knowledge. It's it's BS from people. So with me, I don't want to absorb it. So knowledge well, is the power. Me, the, so media, not, the media is fear mongering, yeah, isn't it? Of course it is, it's man. It's constantly selling shit. Since I've, since I've opened the amount of people that talk about the fear monger and there's still certain people that I'm still not got back in here. But fear mongering, bro, it's a, it's a very scary thing. I've seen so many people where they've become obsessed with, rightfully so, with what's going on now. Mm. With conspiracy theories, with, with different things and like, like that, that, that word, that statement. You know, you know what's weird? Like, we look at the UK, yeah, as like, and America, as places, as the, like, for example, when my dad came to this country, they, he come here thinking it's like the land where the streets are paved with gold. Mm. And in, like, we know we spoke, we touched on this slightly last time, but like, in many ways that is, right? In many, many ways, certainly from a materialistic mm -hmm. perspective, and certainly from, um, a quality of life in terms of safe daily safety, the, the ability to have food, mm -hmm. water, re basic resources. Yeah, certainly from that perspective, you could say that the streets are paved with gold. But from a psychological fuck with your mind, get inside your head and try and control your perspective, the UK and America are the worst. Mm -hmm. And. I don't know why that is, but it's definitely from my experience of travel, like it is, it is more intense over here. Yeah. In definitely. terms of what, in terms of the narrative I that think, gets pushed. But I think sometimes with people, with countries, countries that are more poverty stricken, they're, they're, they, they've got principles that are so much deeper than mm. people with money. I think sometimes you, got you, country, were, you were born in Jamaica, right? Mm -hmm. Can, what do you remember of life there? Hardship, bro. Jamaica's no joke. Jamaica's no joke. This is why I'm so passionate about it. Where in Jamaica are you from? Spanish town, 1985. <laughs> mm, Spanish town. But yeah, man, Jamaica's a... I, I came here when I was young, so I don't remember loads. I remember bits. One of the main things I remember, me and my cousin, shout out Fat Trev, uh, playing with a bike wheel outside, outside our house, mm. a dirty bike wheel. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So Jamaica, Jamaica's hard. Jamaica's hard. But I love my country. I love the people from mm. Yard. I love... When you're from Jamaica, right, there's certain things that get... that are part of your DNA. Mm. There's certain things that are part of your DNA that no matter where you are, whether you're a British Jamaican like me, yeah. or whether you're an American Jamaican, there's certain things as a Jamaican that you just... Like, like my, the way, an example being, in seeing Jamaica, family is everything. Yeah. So just like in any other country, you can kick off with your family, you can have arguments, but you don't ever turn your back on your family, you support your family. My, me and my cousins to this day send money back home to my uncles, to my people, to peoples in Jamaica. It's a, because we know, we, we've seen the other side of the coin. So when you're living in, when you only see one side of the coin, mm -hmm. It's it's easy to just look and see things like that, but because we've been. Do you remember coming here? Yeah, when you've been from there to here now, you see the level of the quality of life. How yeah. how I'm talking fifty times better. Yeah. How easier things are. You mm. can just walk and get water. Yeah. You can just walk and get food. Yeah. When you see the other side of the coin, 
you yeah. have to reach out. You you gotta yeah. you gotta give back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, my my mum, my aunties, I've always kind of been put that in us from from young. So who did you come here with? Uh, I came here by myself. But your mum was already here. Though, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I came here by myself, but uh, on the plane by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just yeah, man. That's that's that kind of stuff. They don't really watch out about that sort of stuff because it was a. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, it was hard times. You feel me? It was, it was just, yeah. It was, it was, it was a. It needed to happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. My mum sacrificed everything. My mum sacrificed everything to give. How do you think that has shaped you as as a person now? It's made me who I am. So the thing, this is the thing. It's about sacrifice, and this is one thing that I, as a dad, I try and uh, do myself. Where how much, how much can I sacrifice? Can I sacrifice as much as possible, if if required, that Mason and Laura get the best? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I would. That's why I work so many hours because I'm willing to sacrifice four, like four or five hours sleep. Sometimes I get three hours sleep, mm. and I'm up doing what I'm working because I'm willing to sacrifice so that I can be successful. So I can give you things, and those are lessons that my mum, my aunties, they sacrifice everything though for all of the family. Mm. everything so this is why I want right now the way I am is it's never about being successful for any other reason than to say mum dad yeah to let them see some let them see me successful yeah. let them see my cousins my brothers yeah like we want success that we can it's our way of giving back to them that's you know what I mean like that's what I find so crazy about the world these days is that people chase success for ego only really? it's off all for the wrong reasons. Mm. That's, I mean, like, especially like Instagram, if you look at Instagram, bro, like, this is all people are doing. They just want to look to appear mm. that they're doing this, they're doing that, mm -hmm. they're doing the other. But really and truly, is the, what, where, what is, remember what we were talking about uh, on the on the first show, we were talking about what is your, what Reason. is your, what is your mm. why? Mm. And I find that, a lot of people's why is so superficial mm -hmm. rather than to, well, like for someone like yourself who's come to this country and you, when they were young and it's like now, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to prove myself here and I'm going to make the mm -hmm. most out of this opportunity that I've been given to be here. That's a different motivation. Yep. And I think as well, the, one of the main things to consider there is what do you class as success? Like I've had so many arguments. What do you class as success? Yeah. I, I, I'm going to tell you that right now, but, Success to me mm -hmm. will mean something totally different. So now I've had arguments with people, long story short, you've had probably arguments with people in the music industry mm -hmm. about, wait, bloody Jenny Sue that lives in Birmingham. Yeah. Qualified PT for seven weeks. She flicks about you on Instagram yeah. twice a week. Seven and she's got 500 followers. Are you six? So people will say she's a successful PT. Yeah. She's just, no, she ain't. She's just a woman that's, flaunting a booty and mm -hmm. flicking about it. She ain't no amazing trainer. Yeah. So to me, success is, if you gain, look at me now, I'm, I'm, I'm making a look a bit of noise on the scene, mm -hmm. yeah? It's because I'm great at my craft. It's because I'm good at what I do. I'm skilled at what I do. Mm -hmm. So success to me is, whether it's building your business, gain, financially gaining, uh, your brand getting bigger and more notice, it has to be from the purest place, the, the purest place of, 
if you're a musician, mm -hmm. make good music. Mm -hmm. If you sell records mm -hmm. or get noticed or do mm -hmm. shows, because your but even even is with pure, that, even with music, it's like why do you want the the record to to get heard? Yeah, do you know what I mean? There has to be a why beyond that. Mm -hmm. And like for me, it's always been like I want to make someone feel it. I want mm -hmm. I want I want to create emotion or I want to create yeah. inspiration or yeah, I want to create energy. That's yeah, that's, that's, that, like, that's my that's, success fam. That, that, that exactly what you just said then is exactly what my plan is bro. Mm. And wait, that's ex, ex, everything that you just said then. Mm. Ain't about taking your top off. Like we've done yeah. things here and, and, and I said, you know, I'm not about taking the top off. So success to me is, I feel there's nobody on this planet. There's nobody on this planet that can make you fall in exercise like me. Mm. I can make anybody fall. If I know you and I know what you want, mm. I can make you work, I can make you enjoy exercise. Nobody on the planet that can motivate like me. Mm. So my plan is that I want to do that with the country. Bro. Mm. Imagine that. So it's not about me backing off my top and showing a six pack or trying to be sexy. Mm. It's not about doing what all these other guys do. So what do you mean with the country? Bro, look at this now. Manchester, I've got Manchester in a position where they watch me so much. So I've got people who I don't know. Mm -hmm. I've never met in my life that have followed me for 10 years. Yeah. Cling onto my every word. Yeah. They look for me for inspiration, for motivation. And I sit back and go, yeah. If, if I can motivate that many people, right, to, to literally change their lives as regards to whether it's fat loss, nutrition, whether it's anything to do with training. Mm -hmm. People that I still speak to this day. Oh, health I've and well-being. Yeah, health yeah. and well-being. Mm. Uh, I've never actually met him. Imagine that on a, on a national stage. Imagine that nationally. Mm -hmm. Where people are exercising, they're enjoying it, exercise, like changing people's definition of exercise. People are, are quite fearful of exercise because yeah. they've not been educated. They've not been taught the right way. Mm. They've experienced exercise in a really bad way. Because people don't want to go through pain, bro. Exactly. That's all it is. Exactly. People, want, people, want delayed, people don't understand delayed gratification. Mm -hmm. And it's not an easy, like it's a hard thing to learn, isn't delayed gratification, mm -hmm. but it's not an instant fix. Mm -hmm. And there's no instant fix of this, is there? No. No, but you know we're talking about fear? Tell you who fears pain the most. My OAPs, my seniors. See them lot there? Mm -hmm. For people that are so proud and powerful and so strong, yeah. they fear pain the most and I can't wait to get them back in. I've got some massive things planned with these. What do you mean they fear pain the most? Old, older people, as mm -hmm. they, well, seniors as they get older, they don't want to hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, I I see it as they're worried about it's injury, pride over destruction. Mm -hmm. So these some of these old my some of my seniors, bro, the most powerful, strong people. Like they mentally, they're, they're so strong, mm -hmm. but they're so proud. So they don't want you to see them in pain. They don't want to see. They don't want you okay, to see you. them struggling. They don't. Yeah. Want, they don't. They don't want you to see them in any kind of uh, discomfort. Discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pride, mm -hmm. pride over destruction. Mm -hmm. uh, but what I've worked out, worked out over the years is that they're very fearful of pain because it's been drilled into them that uh, when you get older, if you get pain, you probably won't be able to cope with it. Yeah. But they cancel my job. I took, bro, I've taken it so personal. My mission with the OAPs and the scene, I've taken it so personal because, and I put pressure on myself because it's my job to make, make you know and feel that you're capable especially mm -hmm. as older as an older person you like you you're capable you're yeah. more than capable and a lot of them have got this uh, approach to fitness where 
they feel maybe, I don't know. But I don't know whether it's because it's a certain myth that as you get older, you may, you may not need to train as much. As you get older, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. So my job is to make you know that you're more than capable and it's working sensationally. I trained some of these people for over 10 years. You know I mean, yeah. I, I, listen, during the lockdown, bro, my one of my, my main concerns and the the, the 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 group of people, the community of people that never left my thoughts were the OA piece. This is why I used to do, do the door knocks in, in as soon as the lockdowns happened. I'm knocking on doors of my people to check that they're okay mm. because these are people I've known. I've mm. got love for these, bro. These are people that love me, you know. Mm. Don't ever get it twisted. So people that come into a gym situation, yeah. you don't love me. Yeah. You're scared of me because I'm the big black dude in the gym that's telling you what to do. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't really know about me. You don't yeah, know. Yeah. You don't know the layers of Javino. Yeah. yeah. These OAPs know my layers, bro. Yeah. They know Laura. They know Mason. They know my mom. They know yeah. my dad. They know my brother. They know my history. They know the layers. Mm. They know the layers. So like, I can't wait to get them back in. And I know they've been struggling with all that's going on right now. I know they've been struggling. And that's why I created a couple of things that have uh, been going amazing. A couple of Zoom classes and a couple yeah. of workouts. And uh, people have been jumping on it. A lot of people have been jumping on it. And uh, we're going to try and take it bigger. What is it that motivates you the most about working with the, o with the OAPs and the seniors? Oh, they're my teachers, bro. Listen, so me and you are similar age. They will, uh, you're never too old to learn. These people, mm. one, they've taught me to be humble. Two, they've taught me to be myself. Mm -hmm. Worst thing you can do now is, as you, well, I find, obviously, when I was younger, you're, you're like talking about success. Mm. You'd look at people in the industry or the field that you like or that you want to be in or whatever niche it is, mm. and you think success is being like that or being yeah. like that. They yeah, taught yeah. me to be Javino. Because when I'm Javino, but there's nobody in this country that can do what I do. Mm. When I'm Javino, when I, well, I just strip it all down mm. and, I, and it's just me. They've taught me to do that and they've taught me to listen. I didn't realize, I think we spoke about it in the last show. I didn't realize how much I don't listen until they used to check me. Yeah. They used to <laughs> check me. Imagine now me and you yeah. talking. Yeah. You're telling me about Haley, yeah. Cariba, your dog, and then a month later, mm. I go, bro, what's, what's your missus called again? What's your, yeah, what's yeah, your dog yeah. called? What's your daughter yeah. called? You'll kind of go, oh, whatever. When you do that with seniors, yeah. they check you. Yeah. So if they're talking about the uh, the granddaughters, the grandsons, the church group, mm. their group of friends, their illnesses, whatever's going on in their mm. life, and a month later, a couple of weeks later, they say, oh yeah, Nick, you yeah. remember when I was telling you about my granddaughter who got married yeah. and blah, 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 and yeah. you kind of go, mm. Mm. they will check you. Yeah. So they taught me to listen. The thing is they, they when you, with life experience, yeah, I mean, we, we, we ain't gonna know for a good while yet, but with that level of life experience, we'll become a whole different perception on what's important. Oh, of course, bro. Do you know what I mean? Of course. And like, we're learning about life now, do you know what I mean? We're out here doing it, trying to make, build our lives as, as, it, as it is now at our age. But then once you hit them, you know, 70s, like it's a different time of life. It's twilight, course, isn't it? It's the end. <clears throat> Essentially, well, I'm not necessarily the end, but like you're at that moment in, in, a, human, in a human being's life where, you know, it's-, it's, dude, it's That's why it's so yeah. important. That's why I'm taking it so personal, bro. And, and bro, see, independency, Mm -hmm. is the most underrated, under-discussed thing. So see now, look at this. Met people, uh, humans in their 40s, right? Mm -hmm. 
you lose about three to five percent of your muscle mass, right? Mm. When you're in your sixties or seventies, you mm. could lose up to seven to ten percent of your muscle mass. Mm. Muscle mass, right, is this is so important, right? Because muscle mass is the main contributor to uh, to bones, mm. bone health, and balance. Mm. So now we're talking about independence. So when an older person, you lose your balance, your independency gets compromised, and that's why a lot of older people. Once they get older, because they've lost the muscle mass, they start struggling with the balance and the, the and the and the fall a few, the fall a few times. But it's it's, it's life training because the, the confidence gets sucked out of him. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So with me, what I've done for the last ten years, I identify the needs, I identify the hurdles that they've got to jump. And you are you, with someone who who is like at that age, are you able to reverse it? Of course you can. Bro, you got to be smart. This is what people don't understand. With the OAPs, right, the reason why I love working with them, they've made me the trainer that I am because they've allowed me to think and analyse meticulously, bro. Yeah. So now, older people, they, my older people that I've trained, they've got into amazing shape. Some of them were in awful condition. Every single year, there's ones that, that the new ones that start within six, seven months, they're, they're totally different people. Like there's ones that come can that can only do seat down exercises after three four months. They're walking up and down. They're doing press ups against the wall. They're doing half tracks, and they're amazed because in their head at a certain age, that that's was all me. Out of the window, yeah, that's me. Yeah. So now one of the one of the things that I miss the most, bro, is music. Yeah. You see music, yeah. As young people now, you're you're a bloody professional musician, so you know when you're a musician. Music makes you think of a memory. All of anybody, everybody in this room now has got certain songs that come on mm. that brings you back to a certain time in life. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Do you know what I mean? M music and smells. Smells, yeah. yeah. Music and smells. Yeah. There's certain songs that I hear, yeah. I can know what day, what time. Yeah. I know everything. These OAPs, both these seniors, they love music so yeah. much. I've got a playlist, bro. Yeah. That. When I say to you, there's certain songs. Pure Beatles, there's Elvis. Certain song. Listen, when when I play Sam Cooke yeah. and they hear oh, Sugar yeah. Dumpling, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. my baby, yeah. they go crazy. The yeah. Irish ladies, I've got, yeah. I got a bunch of Irish ladies. Yeah. When I play the look at Irish jigs, tell me, mom, when I come home, the boys won't leave, the girls alone. <laughs> they love it. It's like a rave, bro. I swear, yeah. if you go on my Instagram, you'll yeah. see the video. I'm gonna get Haley to show yeah. you the videos yeah, in a bit. Yeah. They've been there, they're just chicken and getting a buggy on. Yeah. It's like, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then, so with them lot, because I've worked with them so much, I've yeah. analyzed them. I know which Sick. ones like the Irish music. Yeah. My Jamaican ladies yeah. put a little Bob Marley on, put yeah. a little bit of a Ken Booth on. Yeah, yeah. They love it, bro. They're yeah. just jamming and yeah. you see them and you, the, yeah. the, the joy in the face, yeah. they're forgetting about the pains. Yeah. The, you know, the cheeky thing is, mm. one of some. <laughs> some of them I'm, I don't think they should mind me saying this yeah. some of them you say nah Jay I can't stand up today I can't stand up my knees are bad my, my back's bad yeah. bro I put on Elvis yeah, yeah. as soon as they hear no. return to sender <laughs> address unknown and I'm saying to them oh, boy you couldn't stand up yeah. but that's the power of music yeah man see what I mean so what that does it kind mm -hmm. of teaches me and it's taught me yeah. disguise exercise yeah with as much as you can, yeah. doesn't matter whether, whether it's jokes, personality, mm -hmm. character, just disguise it. And then once you disguise it, 
you'll kind of get to a point where you kind of go, oh yeah, Nick, you remember you said that you couldn't do A, B, C, and D? Yeah. You go, yeah, you go, look at you now. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh. So do you think, do you think that, obviously you can't reverse age, yeah? There's no- there's no, no, but you can improve the quality of life. That's yeah. the important thing. You can't reverse age, but you can improve someone's quality of life. You can, you can, you can, bro, confidence is like a cat that's escaped. Yeah. You can get you can get that back and bring it back to him. Self esteem, yeah. independency, mm. bro, making friends. I don't think people understand, right? And I remember during the first lockdown when this stuff first started. In my diary, every single day, on my to do list, I used to book it in at times eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, one o'clock. Check on my seniors because mm -hmm. people don't understand. In, being included is the nicest thing in the world but especially mm. when you get to a certain point like they said the twilight of your life mm -hmm. you may not have the people around mm. so I only clocked on after about the first four or five years mm. how important training these people were where I'm the only thing that you're doing today you, you've not left your house today you may not have people around some of them are lucky enough to have people to help him. Relatives, the majority, daughters, yeah, A lot of them haven't. Cetera, yeah. So when you're coming to my little 12 o'clock class on a Monday, yeah. that's the only time, that that's your only reason that day to leave your house mm. and speak to another human. But how sad is that? Mm. It, like, no, that's not in a patronizing way, but I just think that's really sad. Yeah. So you too, you've chosen me. I, like, so if I said to you, you can only go out once today. Yeah. And your amazing ass chooses me. Yeah. Bro, I have to ride with you through whatever yeah. now. Like yeah. you've chosen me. You, you're at the twilight of your life. You don't have to come to me. Yeah. But you said, no, I need to come to you because I want to see you. Yeah. And then when you're here, yeah, you can see that. your friends and yeah, like that. Yeah. So I take it more than personal. Like that's why when you see me with my oldies, it's ain't no, it, it's not no fun. It ain't no me trying to be cute. Yeah. Like, do you not know? Like, you know what I realized? And I only explain this to, uh, a few people last year. I only started recording and putting videos out of my seniors last I trained them for over 10 years, Nick. Never took a video. Really? Never took a video because I'm with my peoples, I'm with my aunties and my uncles. Mm. I'm looking after them. Mm. It never crossed my mind. Back out my phone, yeah. film to send it out there because I don't like boasting like we talked about before. I don't like doing that stuff. And then one day, uh, but you know what it is though by doing that more people are going to see and it's going to give you the opportunity to well, help this is the thing this is the thing and grow that yeah. grow that network so I can't remember who it was I think it was my friend Cammy, who works at the co-op next doors mm. she was in the gym training while I yeah. was doing my class yeah. and she stood up on the chair and she filmed yeah. and then she put it out there mm. bro I got about 30 messages of people saying wow. oh my nana lives around the corner she would want to come yeah. oh my granddaddy he lives around the corner he would want to come yeah. and I thought I would never exploit them yeah. to put a video out yeah. for to, for me to get anything. Yeah. But then Cami put that video out and I got so much interest from so many people. And from that video, uh, new people have come to, to the class mm -hmm. to, that we can help. And I've, I've literally since then, that's when I started posting just to let people know that if you're in the community yeah. and you want this, you can come. Yeah. That I mean, we've got to tell them the days and the times yeah. and it's been a great thing, but I've only started posting in the last year. Yeah. I trained them for over 10 years. I've trained them for over 10 years. I never backed out my phone because when I'm in there, yeah. it's one of the only sessions where I, it, it ain't about me. Mm. It ain't about me. A lot of the I'll be honest with you, a lot of the times if I train you, yeah. if I train... Haley, if I'm in a class training people, although I care about you, 
I care about my reputation more. Mm -hmm. I ain't bust my ass for all these years yeah. for you to ruin my reputation. <laughs> so you're going to get in shape. Yeah. That's why I take it serious. Yeah. So when I think about it and I say it, mm. it is a little bit about me. Because yeah. I want I want my reputation. I want J7 to be certain yeah. thing. With my OAPs, it ain't about me. Yeah. It's about them making sure that they're okay and making sure I'm watching, bro. Mm. Like, that's the thing. Sometimes I see people training OAPs and seniors and you don't watch enough. Mm. You've got you've got to watch. I can tell you every single person mm. what knees bad, what mm. shoulders bad, yeah. what medication they're on. Because I need yeah. to know that. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. How, how how many times are you how often are you training the the all day OAPs? We, well, we've always trained Monday and Friday. That's mm -hmm. what we've done for the last ten years. Monday yeah. and Friday at twelve. Uh, are you looking to add more of them on? Hell yeah! In, yeah. The, in this since when we get open again, I want to put another two in. Yeah. But, but you know what I realize. Especially in the, in the, in this last couple of months, bro. One in ten Brits. Mm -hmm. How mad is this, Martin? One in ten Brits over the age of fifty doesn't train enough to get the actual benefits of cardiovascular exercise. So, what do you mean, one in? So, so if you get if you get some fifty-year-olds, yeah, one in ten mm -hmm. of them fifty-year-olds aren't. Listen, I'd say more. Looking at no, so if you get 10 50 year olds, yeah, yeah, who's go, yeah, I exercise and I train oh, and okay, I keep yeah, fit, yeah, yeah, yeah. only one of them mm -hmm. is actually doing enough training enough to, to actually get, see the benefit to get of the it. benefits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other nine are just existing, the other nine are just doing it because they've been told doing mm -hmm. it because, oh, yeah, I, I have to. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that to me is a major problem. So my job now, so I put pressure on myself, and when that kind of stuff, I knew it, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, I've known for years, and then. I'm a bit of a, I'm a geek when it comes to knowledge. So even in lockdown, in in, in a, when I've got a look at time, I'm reading all the notes and stats. Yeah. And that one popped up and I thought, I said, wait, I've forgotten about that one. So out of all these 50 year olds, if you get 10 of them, only one of them's doing enough, thinking, what, how's that possible? That means one, you ain't getting taught right. Mm -hmm. Two, you're not being, yeah, you've not been, one, it's a matter of education. Yeah. Two, it's a matter of laziness. Mm -hmm. And if you're 50, and you can't get excited about exercise, you must have been doing it wrong your whole life. Yeah. So now it's my duty but to put it But I think like, if, if someone who's 50, they would have been like, this, they would have been like a young person in like, what, the 70s, 80s, mm. something like that. And the emphasis on exercise, it isn't what it is now. It's been diluted. That's I why. Think, I, I think it's more, I think, it, I think the emphasis is more now. I mean, like, like we were saying in the last show, like, because of, Instagram, because of all these things, mm. pe people realize now you don't just look good by not doing anything. Mm -hmm. You've got to work at it. Mm -hmm. Obviously you can buy cosmetics and sh shit like that. But mm. generally speaking, if you want to have a good body, you've got to be right diet. You've got to train hard. Whereas in the eighties and seventies and whatnot, there wasn't there wasn't social media. What, what, what did you just say then? Train hard. Yeah. So then again, well now we know like we always talk about definitions. Yeah. Training hard to you or me may mean something totally different to other people. Yeah. So now if if only one of them fifty year olds trains hard enough, the other nine think that they're training hard. Right. So society, media, social media, whatever it is, has made them feel me doing that, that, and that mm. is me training hard. Yeah. So the definition of somebody exercising, the definition of somebody working uh, to a certain intensity mm -hmm. is been pure, is it diluted? It's, it's been misguided. So now all of my oldies, my job is to redefine everything that you think. Yeah. My job is to redefine your uh, 
Definition of exercise, definition of working hard. Example being Tony. One of my oldies, Uncle Tony. Yeah. Tony used to say, yeah, yeah, I'm wor I've worked hard today. How old is Tony? 75. Okay. When I first met him, he said, I worked hard today. Mm -hmm. And I go, no, you didn't. So in his head, I'm looking at him as, as a very mobile man. Mm -hmm. He can move, he's very active. In his head, he thought he worked hard. So one session, I counted mm -hmm. how many squats he did, how many... Uh, the called eye beef as he did. Yeah. How many half tracks? I counted about four of the exercises mm -hmm. and I written them down. Couple of weeks later, I put it on him a little bit. Not, 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 uh, not in a bad way. Tony's Italian. Mm -hmm. Uncle Tony's Italian. So do you remember that song? What's the matter, you? Hey, yeah. why are you looking so sad? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I put that on. Yeah. I mean, him were just having a little joke and I'm like, go on, Uncle T, go yeah. on, get busy. It don't, it, but every one of them exercises that I've written down two yeah. weeks ago, he beat them by about 20. Right. So I said, how did you work today? He went, oh yeah, I did all right. I said, you worked twice as hard as what you did a couple of weeks ago. When he said he'd worked hard. Exactly. Yeah. So in his head, yeah. he's been taught and he feels that he, that was working hard. So my job is to be smart about it and mm -hmm. let, not, be, not be silly. Not, I don't want to hurt people. Mm -hmm. Obviously, these are people that I love and care about. So the job, the, the main priority is making sure that I don't hurt you, mm -hmm. but I empower you and I make you know that you're more than capable. You mm -hmm. can do more than what you can do. And then when I can do that in a safe way, build the quality of your life, is it will be better. Do you see what I'm saying? And I think at that age, that's all they want. Yeah, That's all they want is just a, a decent quality of life. So how are you finding um, Team GB now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, we're not talking about these I, things, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team GP and that. Yeah. So tell me about that, though. Well, it's a, it's a mad journey because I start powerlifting to me again. Is so. Let me just just to clarify then. So you are joining Team GB for for powerlifting. Yeah. Well, I'm representing Team GB in August in, in, August in Manchester. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's a it's a bit of a weird one. It's a Powerlifting to me, right, was, I started powerlifting. So I mean, obviously people know that. How was, does it work though? Like what would it be like Team GB go up against like the rest of the world? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like... a European championship. So it's against put the best lifters in Europe. Right, okay. So I'm 90 kg men. So I'll be deadlifting and bench. I'm not squatting. Right. My knees, I've had knee surgery. So I'm not going to, I might, I don't want to see how it goes over the next couple of months as regards to my knee health. Mm -hmm. And I might do the full uh, full powerlifting comp, but right now it's deadlifting bench. Right. But yeah, man, it's a. Uh, so what do you need to deadlift to win? It doesn't work like that. How does so how does it work? It. How would you it, win a gold? It, it or? happens. It depends on what happens on the day. Okay. So because I'm doing single lifts, mm -hmm. if I come in the top three, so in my category, mm -hmm. I'll be deadlifting against people. We were, only, we were also only deadlifting, I'm assuming. Do you know what right. I mean? I still don't know loads about it. This is my second comp. Yeah. This is what's really scary about it. This is my only my second comp. Mm -hmm. I started deadlift. I started powerlifting as a challenge to myself. Yeah. To push myself because I'm, I'm used to a team sport. I'm used to being on a team. And since I've stopped playing cricket, I've always, every couple of years, I always say to my missus, like, I need something. Mm. Why, why am I a beast in the gym? What's it for? Mm. I'm a sportsman. Mm. I'm not into that. Uh, into the aesthetics and the physique mm. stuff, taking my top off. Mm. I'm a sportsman, I need to compete. Mm -hmm. And after a few years, I realized that I only powerlift, mm -hmm. so why have I not competed? Yeah. So I dedicated myself to that and 
because I need something. I can't just wake. I, I need a, just like just like I tell my staff and my clients, you need a reason. Mm -hmm. I need a reason as well. What's the training like for that? Ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm on a six, six day, six day program. Right. Uh, I've got my my. <laughs> believe it or not, although I'm, I do what I do, I'm a lot of people's. Coach, I'm the sensei. Yeah. I've got a guy that yeah. coaches me. I call him a I call him the sensei. Right. This guy's a priest. Yeah. He's an actual priest. So yeah. the guy that coaches me is called yeah. Sam Eccleston. Yeah. Shout out Sam, the sensei. <laughs> and for years, I'm telling the guys at my gym, yeah, the sensei, the sensei. They thought I was joking. So I said, mm. listen, the guy that, I, that coaches me is a priest. And I WhatsApp him my videos because obviously we can't see each other and mm -hmm. he analyzes them, tells me what I need to do, move that by an inch, move that by this, I'll do it. And he's amazing. Really? And I met him years ago at a church in Ardwick. So he's been training you virtually? Basically, yeah. I train yeah. myself, but then when I feel like I've hit a bit of a brick wall, I need some assistance. Yeah. I need somebody to go to. Yeah. So I just message Sam on WhatsApp and whatnot. And he's he's a genius, man. He's such a nice Have man. Have you changed your diet for this? I've just eaten loads, bro. I'm just, cause I'm training so much. You eat clean anyway, don't I you? I eat clean, yeah, but uh, I, I, is it, no, I don't eat clean. I don't, I think we talked about this last show. No, you I, said you did last I show. Do, I do, no, I do, you but I don't. Say I said my show. relationship with food is I'm, I can eat crap because I know that I eat clean throughout the daytime. Oh, okay, okay. And then when it feels, so if it's so my you can window, treat yourself yeah, basically. Uh, without guilt free. Yeah. Because I know throughout the front, we call out sardines, mackerels, and yeah. all that porridge, all that nasty stuff. Yeah. So it's that I eat clean, I eat 100% clean, and then at the weekend, if I want to let loose, I've got no guilt. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. right now, uh, I've had to tidy up a little bit. I can't be treating myself. Even on the weekend? I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to. When you came in here, you were smelling the chips. I know. I'm trying not to. My little boy said, he caught, I think he called me Podgy or something. The other day. What's it? See, what did he say to me? Comparing me to The Rock and all of that. He was talking about, yeah, The Rock's got better abs than me. So I was like, has it? <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, man, it's interesting. It's an interesting journey. I'm going to put everything into it. I'm going to put everything into it and uh, and see what happens. Hopefully I can meddle. Yeah. Hopefully I can... Uh, bring something back to J7 for the peoples and uh, we'll see what happens man but I really enjoy powerlifting and it's a, it's an honour it's, it's a real honour I'm shocked because it's only my second comp yeah I did and in the first competition I didn't even do that well even though I came home with some medals personally I felt like I only achieved I missed a lot of things mm -hmm. there's a lot of silly mistakes that I made like in powerlifting it's very mm. strict you can't example being you deadlift you pick up the bar yeah you have to place it down on the floor Couple of two of my lifts lifted the bar clean. Yeah. Halfway, I bloody yeah. dropped the bar. Why? It's just like a bad gym habit. You see mm. people in the gym all the time, and sometimes you drop the bar. Alex will know that. Mm. He's the only one that trains in it. He's like, I'm hating. Don't hate. He's the only one that trains in it properly. Yeah, done two sessions. Yeah. So it's a bad gym habit. We see people lift up the bar and drop it. Mm. And I fell into that trap, bro, when I lifted up the bar. And because I was excited, I, I, I lifted it. Yeah. I just let go of the bar, no lift. Yeah. Little silly things like that. So I still came home with some medals. Yeah. Didn't lift as good as I should. And so I was just surprised to get the email. I was very surprised. So now I need to make it right. In August, I need to make sure that if I'm representing Team GB, I need to make sure that I, I've uh, I've not cut no corners, man. Is this your first time representing Team GB? Yeah. 
big shout out. Though. Yeah, man, it's good. It's it's yeah, it's good. It's really good, fam. My dad's my dad's proud. Mrs. is proud. It's a good thing, but it's yeah. one of them that I was talking about before. I don't really like. I hate I hate to feel boastful. That's not boastful. Sometimes though. I feel like it's things like that. It's not boastful, though, is it? To say something that's a fact. Yeah, like know. it's not boastful to 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 achieve something. No, and talk about it. Yeah, man. I think it's boastful when you if you were to do it and go. Yeah, obviously, like, man's on teams. And <laughs> like, it's like, it's a yeah. different thing. Like, I don't know what these man are yeah, doing because yeah, I'm like, then that's, that's yeah, a dickhead. Mean. That's a dickhead thing. <laughs> yeah. But if you say, like, yeah, you know, I got asked to come and do yeah, that. It's, like, a, it's an honour, man. That's, I think that's acknowledging success, humbling, yeah. man. That's, that's a nice thing. Yeah, and you say, I'm not letting go of that by this, so I'm going to... Even if I shit myself. <laughs> shit, I shat, shat myself. Yeah, what is it? I, I heard this. Yeah, full on doo-doo. You shit yourself. Full on doo doo, bro. Like you think it's jokes. Only powerlifters. What, so what, what, why, why does that happen? Only powerlifters will really understand this, right? So this thing, the basic powerlifters, you got a brace, abdominal yeah. bracing. Yeah. Yeah. You got to create as much abdominal tension as you can. Yeah. That's why when you see people in the the, the belts, the belts aren't really. They're not back supports. It's for you to push your stomach against. Long story short, to create abdominal tension, as much abdominal tension as you can. Right. So basically. When you're deadlifting or squatting or benching, before you commit to the lift, you create as much tension in your core as you can, yeah. fill in your stomach in all yeah. directions. Like if I said to you now, inhale, but treat yeah. your stomach like a balloon. Mm-hmm. When you're pushing your stomach out, mm-hmm. and once it's out there, press as hard as you can. Yeah. So it's common with deadlifting. Sometimes you drop a doogie. <laughs> Sometimes you're pushing that little bit hard, you're squeezing, Martin. Yeah. Little, little thing, little, 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 little nugget comes out. And wow. I remember the first cup when I did it. Lifted the back, I put it down, I felt it come out, looked up now, looked around like that. Closed my legs and I walked off and there was a guy, there was a guy <laughs> from Newcastle or something, he was there and he's gone, you shit yourself, mate. And I went, yeah. And he went, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I went, like, yeah. So yeah, disgusting. We went, we went and cleaned up. Do you know what I mean? Fucking hell. But yeah, so sometimes- When you put in that kind of, when you lift in that, that amount of weight and you're putting that amount of pressure mm. on the body, it's gonna make you do stuff. 100%. But then for this for the price. Some women give birth, like a lot of them yeah. shit themselves. Yeah, real. Real talk. And and it's the pride me, I'm not letting go of that bar. So if I listen Shit that, or no shit. Shit 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 Bro, could be do give one in that my leg. I'm not letting go of that bar. I'm not letting go of that bar. There's no chance. There's no chance I'm letting go of that bar. Don't care what it looks like, how it smells, crunchy, smooth. Don't care. But the thing is, the thing is, if you win, no one will remember that. <laughs> yeah, no. No, exactly. just remember the win. If you lose, though, you just yeah. do that shit himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit himself. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. Nah, if you're going to shit yourself, bro, don't let go of that bar. Yeah. You can't, you can't do that. So 2021, bro, I think is about making it the year that we want. And I think we're in control. Yeah. I think some people... Easily, easily led to believe that because of what's going on, you have to take a back seat. Mm-hmm. I ain't taking a back seat with nothing. You know what's weird, right? I, we, I was talking to uh, Nick Pope. He's like a UFO expert. Really interesting guy, guys deep. Um, and uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I was chatting to him uh, for culture. And um, what he said to me at the end of that conversation, which I thought was really interesting, he said, he said, what he thinks is going to happen after all of this pandemic is there'll be like a renaissance period where there's just a lot of positivity going around and um 
even though, like I was saying before, I'm not feeling too hopeful about how things are going to pan out. As far as getting back to what they were, I do feel like, I do feel we are we are due some real love and positive energy mm-hmm. for a bit. I really do feel the world is, is due some of that. It. And I think it's a matter of how much can the world evolve. Yeah. Not even the world, how much can we as how humans- How can people as, evolve? Yeah, people. We have to evolve. And there's certain things that you're gonna have to do to evolve. Yeah. And right, like, and certain things. Like, look at this, bro, look at this now with the Zoom classes. Like, I shouldn't say, Nah, I shouldn't say it, but I'm gonna say it. I hate Zoom, bro. Yeah, I hate Zoom. I hate Zoom. I hate Zoom. I can't get my energy through that camera. Nah, you can't. I hate it. But guess what? My OAPs. Yeah. If they can get a little piece of me through Zoom, the thing is, I think what's been good about this pandemic now, it's enabled people to come to terms with the fact that we need to use technology. Yeah. Yeah. For for more. For the general population. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zoom's been a business thing primarily mm. for ages, but now it's in everyone's, everyone's using Zoom. Yeah, but, yeah. It's a no, it's a part of daily life. For yeah. every, it's a household thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think that is a, that is a benefit. That is a positive, but you can, you can't ever beat personal interaction. No, we're human beings, bro. Like yeah. we're, we're social creatures yeah. and energy that you feel from a person you sense someone's aura mm. you sense someone's vibration do mm. you know what i mean and you can't get that through it you through a zoom call. um yeah i mean this this last lockdown i was fucking doing my head in a bit to be honest mm. the first one the first one i struggled because i lost so much fucking money like i lost so much money all my tours all my business with ey3 like i lost so much money and I was really worried about fucking hell, is this like, is this curtain call? Mm. Like, is this the end? Like, what am I gonna do now? Mm. Um, well, look, I was lucky. I was very lucky in that scenario. Very, very blessed really to come out of that pretty well. Mm. And um, so after that, I was fine for time. But then this January lockdown, that's this has pissed me off this one. Yeah. This has pissed me off, yeah. I've had enough now of this one. Yeah. I'm just glad it's over, but. Um, you know what's really weird about me? I never patronise people, like, because I know people got mental health. I've never suffered, I don't think. I don't mm. think I've ever suffered with mental health. But in this last lockdown, I've had a few more realisations. I don't know whether that's mental health or not. So sometimes I speak to people and they kind of go, it's easy for you because of A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. And I go, listen, it's easy for me to go, yeah, just be positive and do this, do that. Because I don't think I've ever suffered with mental health. But this last lockdown has made me realise I need people, bro. Mm. Like every, every week people message me saying, oh, I can't wait for the gym to be open because we need you. We need J7. We need D. We need mm. you to be, you know, we need you, Kino, Louis, Badger, the staff. But then I've come to realise I need you. Look, I'm a social man. Mm. So me delivering to people, me yeah. training people, me being around people, mm. telling shit, dad jokes to people yeah. is what I need doing yeah. that through a screen on Zoom. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, I've struggled with that. And the thing is like, even though, the thing is people break routine. Mm. Like even though you could be in the same place every day, but when you're around different people, it's people that make that experience yeah. no matter where you are, what you're doing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So it's like, for me, it's like not seeing, I mean, I'm lucky that I get to see like the team here a mm. lot, see like Jay in the studio, 
But aside from that, I've not really seen my family because mm. I've obviously shielding and whatnot. I've not seen a lot of my friends. I mean, we broke the rules a couple of times, but not really loads and loads. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like it's not been just a full on free for all. And like, yeah, it's just, in a way I feel like, in a way I feel like this, this whole thing has made me a better person mm. in some ways. I've not had the anxiety that I used to have. And maybe because I kind of don't get anxiety when I'm going through shit. Mm. I only get it when I'm when everything's okay. Mm. Do you know what, does that make sense? Yeah, of course it does. And like, I don't know. I don't think it's made me a better person. I think it's, it's done the opposite to me. Why? Has it not made you evolve, find new ways of doing shit? No, because I've done that forever. Zoom class. No, I'll always find a way. So, so me doing a Zoom class, if it wasn't Zoom, it would be something else. Yeah, okay, Even yeah. if it meant going to your house yeah. and standing outside your window and doing something with you. Yeah. So finding a way to me has yeah. always been my way. I've always found a way. Over the years, I've done sessions where maybe the building's closed, music's gone off. The, the, whatever problem you could possibly think of has happened to me, mm. I found a way. Mm. So that wasn't, that's not the thing to me, but it's made me, I feel, it's not made me a better person. It's made me a more, bit snappier, a bit more mm. angry. <clears throat> a bit more sensitive mm. because I'm out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Like, so a lot of people being in the comfort zone is like, obviously everyone's different, but my comfort zone is being around an audience, yeah. having to perform, you get on a mm. stage and perform. But even me doing this for so many years, mm. but at the six o'clock class, every single day at J7, at 10 to six, I'm in my office, like I'm a fight, like I'm about to get on stage at Glastonbury, mm. but I'm getting out, working out what I'm gonna do, Bring, get hyping myself like a boxer. Mm. I still do that now. Yeah. Like some people go, oh, I bet you, I'm surprised you do that. Like when, you, when you're young and you, you're brand new, I enjoy this now where mm. I still, I get nervous mm. every single day. Mm. Ask, ask any of my staff, ask my oh, missus. It is a performance, isn't it? Of course it is, bro. So that's my comfort zone though. Whenever, in, whenever you're leading a group of people in a situation, it's a performance. Like it's a performance Showtime. Think about this. Think about, I'm not sure if you man follow boxing and things like that. How many boxers do you fit here? Or not even boxers, sports people. When they retire, they struggle because look, Ricky Hatton said it, mm. and I never forget it. Ricky Hatton said, yeah. "How do you how do you duplicate walking out into the MEN mm. with uh, how many people? Thirty thousand? I don't know, twenty thousand, mm -hmm. whatever it is, and people screaming your name and showing you all that love mm -hmm. to then bam, it's gone. Yeah, it's a, it's it's like a bit of a drug. Like you yeah. can't you it can't get yeah, it's, you it's jump a, on stage. It's, it's a conversation I have with people in music all the time, and like it's when you've lived like that when you traveled mm. and you performed regularly to stop to turn it is a drug you can't just stop so how does because it's like it's the end of that symbolizes so fucking much mm. like and the feeling you can never recreate yeah, anywhere man. you can't not through zoom not through nah, anything through and nothing, the fact man. is I'm not, I'm not saying that obviously I've done what Ricky Hatton or anybody's done, but me having J7 and having the business so popular and well, mm. and every single day having to get in to perform, it's the same, yeah. It's to the then getting it taken away from me, yeah. it's, it's cold and it's yeah. lonely, do you know what I mean? No, I can definitely relate yeah, to that. Yeah, man. So hopefully we can get them times back. I hope so, man. I, I really, really hope so. I'm fucking out. It's been so long since I did a show. Mm. 
Last this time. year will be the year, bro. Don't, this year you'll, you'll get back on. I hope so. I'm hoping Asia, mm. which is funny. Like I got for the tour in China for New Year and I fucking turned it down. And now I wish I hadn't. China, China. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big money tour <laughs> as well, you know, bro. Oh. Like, we got off of the tour there. Yeah, but that'll come back again. Yeah, but the reason why we said no was because of the quarantine, not the mm. two weeks quarantine in a Chinese government facility. Yeah, that would have been peak. Yeah, fuck that. You might yeah. never come out. Yeah. <laughs> might still be there now. Do you yeah, know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, man, that'll come again. Yeah, man. Nah. When you're good at what you do, them opportunities come again. Yeah, the opportunities, well, I'm not worried about that. It's more, more thing I'm worried about is, is if it becomes normal to have that happen again. Yeah. Do you know what? That's my thing. Not, I know that if it does, I'll be back. Mm. it's whether it's allowed I know it's happening in Australia it's happening in New Zealand so I could go there anyway my manager's over there I've got a fan base there I could always go there and just try and build a career out there in Australia mm. New Zealand full time which if I what if if it got to that <clears throat> nah I don't know don't forward. I don't know we'll see I definitely do a couple tours I mean it was there a lap just before the last lockdown mm. but I'm hoping but just generally across the world we can get back to something more like 2019. Real talk. But do you know what I think the key to it is? I don't know about you guys, but this corona stuff in lockdown stuff has just taught you to take every day as it comes. Yeah. They yeah. can't think too far ahead in the future because- Bro, some people day- have had this so much harder than us. Mm. There's some people mm-hmm. like who are, have been at home. I was watching something on the news, bro, like this woman, yeah. And she's been at home with her like three kids since fucking March, bro. And like, she just, a lot, a lot of times she just looked, like the woman looked worn out. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And for some people, I mean, she, she was struggling financially. She was struggling with the kids, doing a small little house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were in a much difficult, much more difficult position than, than, yeah. than yeah, I am. Yeah, for Do you know what for I mean? Real. And I, I feel like I can't really complain. Like I fucking, I, I'm out of my, during lockdown, I'm still out of my house every day because we're allowed to work because mm. of because of like, the nature of media entertainment. Yeah, we can work. But you have to have sympathy for others and I think this is... Yeah. It, it does open your eyes to other people's struggles. Yeah. I'm quite oblivious to other people's struggles sometimes. Mm. What I mean by that is if I don't like you. Yeah. If I like you and yeah. I've got time for you. Or if you just don't know someone as yeah. well, do you know what I yeah. mean? I think it's made me more aware of other people's situations. Yeah. I think it's made me more sensitive to other people. Yeah. I think it's made me be a lot less of an arrogant prick. Yeah. Not that I am one anyway, but like whatever arrogance, we all hold a little bit of arrogance about certain situations and stuff. And I feel like that's kind of, I don't know, it just kind of made me a bit, I think maybe a, a slightly nicer person. Mm. Not much, but slightly. Mm. Is, arrog- is arrogance bad? Obviously, you don't want to be fully arrogant, but to be successful, do arrogance you not- or confidence is a difference. There you go. That's what I was just about to say. That's I'm what confident. Just- yeah, and I have been three times in my life when I have been arrogant. I have been an arrogant prick, and no way I've seen. My, I've like looked back on my behaviour and analysed where I've been like arrogant prick. Like I've been able to see that's how I've been, but. I'd say now, now I'm a bit more grown and a bit more understanding of my behavior previously. I'd say I'm confident. I'm very much confident about what I am, what I'm doing, where I'm going and what I believe in. I'm confident about that. Would I say I'm arrogant? Not anymore. 
Right. Probably have I, been. I though. used to think I was arrogant, man. A little bit of arrogance. And then I've worked out recently, it's not, it's just supreme confidence. Yeah. I've got supreme confidence. An example being, I used to say to my, I remember one, I said something, I, I had a picture in my phone. I wish I had my phone to show you. I had a picture in my phone of a dude that I seen, right? He looked like a monster. He was in a Team GB powerlifting kit. This was 11, 12 months ago, Team GB powerlifting kit. And he looked like a beast. And I said to Laura, I want to be him. I said to my missus, I want that. I said, I said I've done cricket, play cricket at good mm -hmm. levels. I said, I want to take powerlifting because I love it that much. Yeah. So one day I want to be, I want to wear that suit. Yeah. Nobody knows this. Yeah. My missus will vouch for me. So I took a picture, I took a picture, snapped it. I said, I want to be that guy. Had it on my phone, still got it on my phone now somewhere. And then I remember as that was going on and before I, so the first competition got canceled like two or three times. It was yeah. supposed to be in Northampton and something. then Corona kicked in. So then it never really got going. And I remember at a point thinking, I'm a good prick. Who am I to say that? Who like, that's like looking at me never doing boxing in my life, looking at Floyd Mayweather and going, I want to be him. But is, it, what, is that arrogant or is that just being ambitious? That's what I'm saying. So now I use, I used to go, I, used, I said to myself, oh, have a word with yourself, Jay. Stop being so arrogant. What makes you think that you can be the him? He's probably done this for years. And then now that I basically am that guy, I look at it and go, hell no, that wasn't, that wasn't arrogance. I train harder than anybody I put work in more than anybody when it comes to it. so I work my 16 hour days doing PTs and classes yeah. but I'm still getting up at 5 o'clock when the gym's closed busting my ass doing these sessions so it ain't arrogance it's just confidence yeah. and that's probably why well, confidence comes from putting in the work yeah real talk I think fake confidence or yeah fake confidence comes from not putting in that work because mm. it's not built off anything it's like a pyramid, isn't it? You got it's got to have foundations and layers mm -hmm. and layers that come into that final tip that make you like think and feel and know that you are capable yeah. of achieving something or doing something. Yeah. And I Do think the problem, I mean? the problem is with what we got now is these youngsters, the arrogance. So what you said then, arrogance mm -hmm. and co well, confidence comes from putting in work. These youngsters and now, delusionalism. Delusion. These youngsters now they're so arrogant as regards to they want a certain level of success or fame or finance, mm -hmm. but they're not willing to put in the work. So it doesn't mm -hmm. match up. I would even say it's young people. I'd say it's society in general, bro. Mm. A lot of young young people out there who grafting and and do, doing the right things. Lots and lots and lots of them. But I just say in general there is like a, I'm just seeing a trend of people thinking that easy come is a way of life. Mm -hmm. But good things don't come easy. Yeah, I hate, ha I hate them. Hard people. things, good things come through hard. Yeah. Come through hard, hardship. Bro. Yeah. There's nothing good that comes easy. Yeah. And if it is, you ain't got it for long. It's sad, and it's sad as well when you see talented people, mm -hmm. really talented people, you think, if you had work ethic, you know, yeah. if you had real work ethic, get up in the morning when it's yeah. cold, like- Oh, work, work, work ethic and work smart. Yeah. You can work hard. Mm. But it doesn't necessarily. But then here's the problem. Mm -hmm. I, you say work smart. I'm sick of people saying that. Why? I keep on hearing a lot of people. So you, you can say that. So when you're working smart, you've got a family, a business. I get that because I know you. Mm -hmm. Some of these kids that I hear mm -hmm. that say work smart, they ain't achieved nothing yet. Yeah. Well, you so can't, you, you can't not work, that, smart. Not work that smart. Than you ain't work. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know people. No, I'm not going to name people yeah. that I've got this thing about, yeah, I want to work smart, not hard. I said, hell no. 
You have to work hard. And when your foundation is built on hard graft, start yeah. to work smart. Where now the lot of these youngsters- I think, you know what I would say? I'd say it's, you've got to work hard at working smart. So it's the same level of intensity as working hard, but just do it in a smart way. Like for example, there's no point banging your head against a wall constantly, hard as you can all day, every day, because it ain't going to knock it down. But if you take a sledgehammer and then you start banging against that wall, yeah, you're going to be there the same. You're going to be there all day, sweating, tears, blood, all of that. But you can actually knock the wall down. In but your, it's the same level of graft. In your industry, it makes sense. In my industry, the bullshit is... And people that want to work smart, mm -hmm. not realising that what you think is smart is really just lazy. In your industry, yeah, in, my industry. in your industry, right? So then my, my, from, from my experience, it would be that you can't even really work. No, it's the same, bro. Because in your industry, you've got to work hard or you're not getting anything. There's no pain. There's no, there's no game about pain in your industry. There's no way around that. Because you can't tear a muscle without it hurting. Do you know what I mean? You can't grow your muscles about it without going through pain. No, I'm talking about trainers. So look at this now. Okay. I like using Martin because he's right in front of me. Yeah. He's got a lovely head. So now, if I'm a new PT, mm -hmm. I've not built my foundation, I've not built my business, I've not built my brand. Yeah. I'm gonna bend over backwards for him. If mm -hmm. he wants to train at five o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. I'm gonna do it. If he wants to train at Sunday at six o'clock in the morning, yeah. cool, I'm gonna do it. If he says to me, Jake, can you train me at Saturday at 12? I'm like, I'm playing football, you know, mate. I only work, that's not working smart. Mm. So I, in my industry where you get a lot of people is that you got a lot of people, trainers who get too big for the boots mm -hmm. too soon. Mm. One, they, over, they, they, they overprice. They yeah. think that they're better than what they are when you're not, you're shit. Mm -hmm. So your price shouldn't reflect that of somebody elite. Mm -hmm. you're a novice yeah. your price should represent that of a novice somebody yeah. who's little skilled yeah. you see what I'm saying where now a lot, of these, skilled. Yeah, a lot of these people that come in to the fitness industry they've got this thing about trying to work smart because they want to earn money without doing the time yeah. you have to do the time Yeah, bro listen to this I don't know whether it's it, you know what in every industry it's the same so now look at this boxing uh -huh. football Elite footballers, you have to have played in them dirty pitches, boxes, elite boxes. Before mm. you get to the MEN in Las mm. Vegas and MGM, you've, you've got to have done the church halls, the pubs. Oh, you've course, got to perform. Yeah. You performing, you doing tours in Australia yeah. in front of people and people screaming your name. You would have had to have experienced oh, being shit. booed off stage, doing shows where there ain't nobody there. Bro, yeah. every, you know when I go around Manchester? Like me and my missus all the talk about it. Where all they say, I've done a session there. See that patch of grass there? I've trained somebody there. See that church? I've been mm. in there training somebody. I used to do a session there. Everywhere in Manchester, all over Manchester. So then people might look at J7. That's the that's me being at, at, at MGM Grand. That's mm. me being at Wembley, mm -hmm. where people need to know that I've been to the dirtiest, the, them kind of places. These new trainers in my industry kind of want the, the glitz and the glam without a, without. A, being in the in without the cold the packs yeah. without being in in, in 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 you know what I mean in them situations yeah. but they think it's working smart. No, yeah. I'm not getting up at five o'clock. I'll just I'll I'll train I'll train them at twelve o'clock and mm. then I'll just do twelve o'clock, one o'clock and two o'clock. Well if that person wants five o'clock, 
You you ain't shit yet. Yeah. So you get up and do it, and yeah. you gotta you gotta you like we like the mafia all to say like what they call breaking your bones or you making your bones. Gee, you gotta make it. your bones. You gotta pay. Your yeah, of course. And course. I think that I think with the with fitness industry, from my perception, is like there's so many shit ones. Well, I don't know because I don't. I don't really. I mean, you're the first person I've trained with in years. Like I'm not just training on my own. That's mm. how I've always preferred. The first person I've trained with in years, but the last time I had a PT wasn't very good. Mm. wasn't a good experience. I sacked it off pretty quickly. You know when I say shit as well, right? This is yeah. just let, get this get this clear. This is not me dissing people. Well, it is. Of course, but, it is. But, <laughs> but tell you in which part are we? So when I say shit PT, yeah, a shit PT to me is somebody who tries to bully. Mm. There's a lot of shit PTs where my job isn't to, isn't to put you in a position where you're going to throw, so if you throw up, you throw up, people throw up all the time. Yeah. But I'm not purposely trying to embarrass you or belittle you. I'm trying to encourage you and yeah. empower you. These new people that come in the industry kind of think their main priority is that you walk away from the session yeah. going, rah, Javino made me throw up. He's not necessarily made me like exercise. He's not actually necessarily taught me anything. Yeah. It's for ego boosting. You see what I'm saying? So if you're a PT, but you're not, but if someone throws up because they've worked so hard, that's a good thing. No, but you're not listening. So Go now, on. see when I train you. Yeah. I I know I, I've got a plan of what you want to achieve. Yeah. But how can I make Nick work hard? Yeah. Achieve what he wants. Yeah. And if he throws up, cool, but make him enjoy it and make mm -hmm. him want to come back. There's a lot of things that need to get, be considered. Yeah. The difference is if, I'm your trainer and mm. I just go, I'm oblivious to what your goals are. Mm. I just want to make you fall up as quick as you can so you can go, rah, only lasted 10 minutes with Jay. Cause it makes my dick bigger. Yeah. It makes my ego bigger. Yeah. I've not made you enjoy this. Yeah. I've not made you grow from it. I've not made you grow from it. Yeah. If anything, I just belittled you yeah. for the sake of my ego. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So now, bro, look at this now. My yeah. mum could make you throw up. Yeah, of course. My, if look at this now, you could make, you could make, imagine, yeah. look at this now. You, if, you, if, I, if I said to you, keep that intensity going, you're going to, you're going to go. No, 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 not but if I said to you now, plan a session for Alex mm -hmm. and you give him five exercises to do, yeah? Yeah. You could pick a series of exercises that that extreme they don't match each other. They don't match anything that he wants to achieve. They don't. They don't tick any of his boxes. Burpees but you could hundred. You could put them. <laughs> that's what I mean. You could say to Alex now, do hundred burpees, yeah. two hundred press ups, and two hundred squat jumps. He will probably feel sicky. Yeah. Anybody can do that. Yeah. Like like anybody can do that. Yeah. But does it mean that you? Does that make sense? Yeah. That's just you. that's just somebody. That's, and a lot of people who I call shit PTs. Yeah. Nothing to do with your knowledge. It's nothing to do with how you dress or talk. It's to how you approach educating mm -hmm. somebody on fitness. Mm -hmm. If you're opposed to educating somebody on health and fitness, mm -hmm. it's more about how much can you boost your ego? Mm -hmm. Yeah? Rather than making somebody fall in love with what they're doing and make them want to come back and learn more and do more yeah. and kind of enjoy the torture, you shit because you're selfish because you're about you and your ego. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Yeah. Mm. Don't do the burpees, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna come back, hundred percent after the after the Team GB, hundred percent, and I'll fill you in. Hopefully, I've got a medal. Hopefully, not shit yourself. Hopefully, no, nah, probably will. <laughs> probably will. Yeah, I, mean, I swear, nappy. But yeah, man, I, bro, I love coming here. Yeah, I man. love coming here. Keep bringing me back. Hundred percent, nice one, you know bro. I mean, and I like that the dog's not here today. <laughs> I'm only joking, Haley.
I'm joking. I love the dog. What's the dog called? Cookie. Cookie. Yeah, Great man. name. Great manly name. My man.